so. Don't worry about your class. It's the truth, you know. It's supposed to get better with practice. I know, I know. So, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Shop Talk podcast brought mm-hmm. to you by 124Go. I'm your co-host, Chris Suleiman. I'm sitting here with my great friend, Mr. John Palmieri. And we have an amazing guest with us today, Kate Amber. So, um, you know, this is really actually interesting, John, as we roll into this podcast because the first podcast you and I ever did, mm-hmm. we were um, at Modern Salon Digital Summit. Right. And Corey and Tony pulled us onto an episode of Hair to Street. And right. it was interesting because we had just met at that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what happened this weekend. Uh, we were in a class yesterday. We were sitting in Nina Kovner's class, um, you know, learning some social media skills. And I happened to sit next to this lady who, you know, was super interested in the class as well. Mm-hmm. And um, we got to chatting a little bit and realized that she's got a mission that we think is really um, needs to be heard. Yep. Uh, we wanted to, share. yeah, we yep. wanted to share it out. And so uh, met up with Kate. We we talked about doing a podcast, and here we sit. Uh, still at the Thrive Hair Convention in Seattle. Seattle. So welcome, Kate. Thank you. I am very honored to be here and that you asked me oh, to thanks. be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this event is amazing, and this yeah. is why I come to these events, yeah. is to make these connections, right. to meet people like yourselves. And I love the aftermath of these events, yeah. too, mm-hmm. like staying connected, yeah. seeing what we're doing on Instagram. Right. And it was funny because we met in a social media class, yeah. and that's <laughs> actually my favorite part about social media now. Mm-hmm. I used to have a rub with it because yeah. I think we're all, like, a little yeah. over it sometimes. <laughs> sure. We need, like, a social media diet. But I've really come into a relationship with it because of that, like yeah. making these connections with people who aren't in your neighborhood yeah. and right. staying connected with yeah. them throughout. Well, what was funny, and John was in a different class, mm-hmm. um, we got chatting for a second, mm-hmm. found out Kate lives in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I have a great friend named Eliana who lives in Sacramento. We snapped a picture. You sent it to Eliana. <laughs> and then a few minutes after that, we got talking again and both realized that she, uh, Kate knows Missy mm-hmm. from So You're a Hairstylist, right. who we just recently interviewed. Mm-hmm. And um, so I snapped a picture and sent it to her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, that just goes to show the community that mm-hmm. we live in. And um, it's really great. But Kate has a great message to share, John. So yeah. um, how do you want to start this thing out? Well, I start off with my favorite question, which is why hairdressing? How did this happen? Ooh, why hairdressing? Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's funny. My original reason was when I was younger, I always knew I wanted, I told my mom, I'm going to be in a career that I can have tattoos, and I'm going to be, <laughs> and I will never wear you. How old were you at this time? 15. And at that time, you decided. I told my mom, yeah, I said, Mom, I want a job that I can have tattoos, and I don't want to wear a uniform. Yeah. And she worked in a very corp. We lived in Silicon Valley, sure. so she worked in a very corporate world. Mm-hmm. And I loved the structure of a corporate world, right. but hated that I couldn't be my funky, weird self. Mm-hmm. And I started as a hairdresser. No, I'm sorry. I started um, working in a salon mm-hmm. at 15, just as a receptionist, sweeping mm-hmm. the floor. And I'm watching these artists cut hair, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, just yeah glazed. My eyes glazed over, and I'm like, this is what I want to do. Now you started working in like. Somebody else's uh-huh. salon? Yeah, just... it was just a salon when okay. I was a teenager, yeah. and it was a receptionist position, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is cool, and I yeah. was 16, I didn't... I need a job. I just need a job, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fell in love with it, studied yeah. every single movement and cut that they would do, sure. and I'd go home and tell my friends, let me cut your hair. <laughs> and like, yeah. I have no, I didn't know how to right. pull my shears, so I was like mm-hmm. ripping hair out, mm-hmm. I didn't right. know how to make a clean line. So finally... 
after years, I went to cosmetology school mm-hmm. and fell in love with it mm-hmm. and just took off from there. And then probably about four years into my career, I found out that my grandmother, who, mm-hmm. whom I've never met, she passed away mm-hmm. before I was born, mm-hmm. right. but I guess I look like her, I act like her, mm-hmm. you know, she was a hairdresser. Wow. Awesome. So my grandfather comes to me and he gives me her cosmetology license. Aww. And I'm like, I had no idea. And yeah. what are the chances I went down the same path? Right. So uh, why hairdressing? Because I just, just I love, yeah, yeah, it was in my blood. Um, how old were you when you got your first tattoo? It's like the... Day one of being 18. <laughs> like, the second I could get one, I got one. Yeah, right. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, God, there was, you know, you just took that in so many different directions that mm-hmm. we can go. I right. mean, um, I, I think one of the first places I want to go, and I'm, I see your wheels turning as well, mm-hmm. is I want to just hang out on the journey for a second. So this morning right. we got a chance to sit with Tim Hartley, and yep. we talked a lot about um, his origin story, but then we also, you know, got into a reflective conversation about how long mm-hmm. until somebody, you know, yeah. really starts to grow up in the industry. And so, since you don't know us that well, mm-hmm. we work with 130 stylists. We, uh, the group that we work with, has a cosmetology school, and so we'll take kids out of that cosmetology school, adults, I should mm-hmm. be saying, but you know, new professionals out of that cosmetology school take them through our training program and then start to put them on the floor mm-hmm. and there's almost this um, it's not impatience it's almost this I should already be good at mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. but you just kind of shared about like at 15 I started to see this stuff and then you use the words I'm not putting words in your mouth years mm-hmm. right so I studied this stuff for years um, when did you now that you've been around for and how many years have you been in the industry well, I Not mean, I've been matters, in the industry yeah. for probably 16 or 17 okay. years. Great. So I was 15, right? I'm yep. going to be 33 in a few months. So now you're 16, 17 years in. When you're looking back, when do you think you hit a maturity level of, like, I'm starting to really get this thing? Not that I have a knack for it. Right. Not that I'm enjoying it. But, like, but I'm getting good at it. I'm getting good at this. See, it's interesting because, so I started cutting hair not mm-hmm. Perfect. I mean, yeah. not legally, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think a lot of us started cutting hair before we actually yeah. got our license, and so cutting came very naturally yeah. to me. Color, yeah. on the other hand, was yeah. so hard. I hmm. was in cosmetology school, and now remember, I didn't go to cosmetology school until I was about mm, twenty-three. Mm-hmm. So it was wow. like way yeah. later yeah. that I actually went. Yeah. Um, so by the time I graduated, I felt like I was way behind the rest because right. I'm going to school with people right. who are straight out of high 18, school. Right. Yeah. But my cutting skills were so, I picked it up so sure. quickly, mm-hmm. but was way behind in color. Mm-hmm. So I would take color classes, color classes, so I could mm-hmm. relate to mm-hmm. I need to be at this level. Right. Um, and it's interesting, I've read a lot of books, but if you've read like the 10,000 hour rule, sure. you know. Yeah. And so I just wanted to be the best yeah. or straight out the gate. Yeah. And I understand that. But now in we don't, back, it's uncomfortable. When did you, when, if, if 10,000 hours. Yeah. You know, at five yeah. years, it was really like, boom, now, I started feeling a little bit more comfortable. Do you say that because you can remember that it was that period of time or when you reflect back after you read Malcolm Gladwell's no. book? <laughs> so it was Oh yeah, it was about five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I had read that book after. Yeah. But I got to this point where it, it was a shift in not needing to be good or, oh, now I'm, I'm quote, mm-hmm, unquote, mm-hmm, good. Right. Mm-hmm. It was confidence. Mm-hmm. I hit a day where I thought, 
I am confident. Like, I know what I'm worth. Yeah, I know yeah. that I can charge more. Yeah. I know that go to someone else and then watch and see yeah. what happens, right. you know. And I knew the education that I had been taking. I knew mm. my passion. Right. I knew that I was at a certain level. And that there's no amount of time this is different for anyone but it was just the confidence you know it was the practice i had that under my i'd made enough mistakes that i knew how to correct it and there's Mm -hmm. something that kids no adults Adults, or new hairdressers you just can't buy that right Mm -hmm. you can't go and pay you know for some huge class and get that overnight that's just something that comes with experience it's funny because you know i reflect back at a time when i was in the salon and um, I, was, I forgot who how the conversation came up, but I was talking with one of our colorists. And, you know, to your point, they said something about, well, how do you know what to do? And I was like, well, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But here's the thing. If I screw it up, I know how to fix it. Exactly. And I think that's the cool part, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of get to that point where you can take chances. Mm-hmm. You can be adventurous. Because you know what? No matter what happens, I know how to fix it. Absolutely. It's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 And that's because of all of those quote unquote mistakes or discoveries. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Absolutely. Um, You know, because of the conversation we had with Tim earlier today, I got this stuck in my head. Mm. I'm kind of using it all day. It's called the poetry of change. So good. I love that phrase. Um, And so I'm going to take it to ask some more questions for you. So. Somewhere along the line, there bec- there comes an opportunity for you to change directions in your career, right? And I'm going to use the poetry of change that Mr. Hartley used earlier today. And you've kind of gone down a different road now mm-hmm. with your career, you know, hairdressing for quite a period of time. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and what was the, what was the change? What was the mm-hmm. moment that said, you know what, I'm going to go down this road now? Yeah, so about a year ago, I created a business called Soul Dresser Retreats, Mm -hmm. and it's a wellness business, a wellness and empowerment Mm -hmm. company for Mm -hmm. hairdressers, Mm -hmm. and it's three parts, wellness, personal development, and business development, Mm -hmm. and the, I realized, well, it's kind of two parts, I went on a retreat to India, Mm -hmm. and it started this spiritual journey for me. And I realized that I had a lot of mental blockages mm-hmm. and limiting beliefs about myself and my career mm-hmm. that were stopping me from getting to the next level and elevating myself mm-hmm. at where I was. Okay. And I knew I wanted to take my career to the next level, but I knew from day one I did not want to own a salon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But where do you go? Mm-hmm. If What's, what's the next, next level? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I take this retreat to India, and it starts this amazing relationship with yoga Mm -hmm. and my personal growth Mm -hmm. and connecting with myself. Mm -hmm. And I, so I had these two worlds. I had this, like, yoga wellness world, and then I had my hairdressing world, and I didn't feel like they connected. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started noticing that there was a little bit of overlap, and thanks to Instagram, I realized there's a lot of other hairdressers Mm -hmm. who are conscious and want wellness. And then the second part was I started going to a lot of classes and getting to know a lot of salon owners, Mm -hmm. and they were all burned out. And about every three years, Mm -hmm. they wanted to just throw their hands up and quit. Right. And I started paying attention to this, and Mm -hmm. I thought... 
man, what can I do for these salon owners right. that just want to set their salon on fire right. every right. three years? And they want to stand outside and watch it burn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like, Maybe toast yeah. some marshmallows, yeah. you know. <laughs> So Drink some Kool Aid. I just you know. thought, what can what can I do to help? Yeah. Um, and I was with some of my friends, and they host yoga retreats, mm-hmm. and we were all talking about their experiences hosting these yoga retreats, mm-hmm. and they became my mentors. Mm-hmm. And my good friend Christina Kennedy mm-hmm. kind of we said, you know, you hairdressers need to go on a retreat, mm-hmm. and I thought that's it. I want to create a retreat mm-hmm. that is specifically for hairdressers. Mm-hmm. Um, which I wonder now if she wanted them to go on her retreat. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just like stole all of her clientele in her market. um, She has been such a great mentor for me and has taught me how to host retreats, how to market them. Mm -hmm. And now that's what I do. So I just literally got back um, about four, three or four weeks ago from Costa Rica. I took uh, nine hairdressers mm-hmm. into the jungle yep. and we did personal growth yep. wellness um, how to eat healthy how to take care of your body because sure. we are standing yep. up for 30 yep. years right. and business development how right. to let go of those limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. really elevate your career let go mm-hmm. of your personal stuff so yep. that you can really put it into yep. your energy into your business right. so yeah that's what I'm doing. So you go on these retreats, mm-hmm. right? And there's a host of different avenues that you're addressing there, personal development, business development, and, and your own personal well-being mm-hmm. and health. You know, when you're going through the process, talk a little bit about the change you see in people. I mean, because now that you've been doing this mm-hmm. and and you see people going through this change and hopefully they come back a little different than they left. Right. right. Talk, talk a little bit about that. What that is, that is like? so funny because I literally, mm-hmm. uh, while you guys were at lunch, just posted about that. Uh-huh. And after our class yesterday, um, talk about the change that I mm-hmm. saw from my attendees and the way that they left. Mm-hmm. And coming in, there I had a few people. And the beautiful thing about this is I get to give an experience yeah. to someone who may not have ever traveled totally. internationally yeah. before. Totally. And we had about three people who had never been out of the country. Wow. Um, so to watch them kind of with new eyes and then leave with the confidence of, I've traveled, I'm a world traveler. Right. Was, that yeah. was yeah. really cool. Is yeah. that an important, are all your, I'm kind of digressing here a little bit. Are, are your trips international? No. So okay. the, the large ones are. And yeah. then I also do like shorter domestic retreats. Mm-hmm. As Is there well. something of value to your program that you feel international travel adds that domestic travel I do, because I think that's part of the personal growth, Mm -hmm. um, because traveling, and also stepping out of your comfort zone, right? So it goes hand in hand, because we we talk about that in hairdressing, like Mm -hmm. stepping out of that comfort zone, breaking your fears, Mm -hmm. and getting into an environment that is foreign Mm -hmm. to you does that. The food, the language, language. the customs, culture, Mm -hmm. everything. It forces you to get out of your comfort zone, and then you're automatically in a state of vulnerability sure. and your guard is hopefully a little bit mm-hmm. down and that really helps with the personal growth yeah. and yeah. the yeah. other components. All right, so back to the part about the change. Yeah, so watching the people... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so um, really I see people... One, I, I see people progressively bring down their guard. So watching them come in with hairdressers, they're not really wanting to talk to each other just yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're like, well, you you know, we're all a little competitive at sure. first. And yeah. then that kind of comes down and I see them soften. And then I see them kind of let go of a lot of um, personal stuff, stuff as we work through the mm-hmm. workshops. Yeah. Um, 
I get to see them create connections. So now they're like all best friends by right. the time we leave. And then everyone's leaving lighter mm-hmm. and much more confident and ready to take on the next challenge. Mm-hmm. And I actually came to Thrive mm-hmm. um, with two of my attendees from wow. my last retreat. Yeah, awesome. And we were talking about, you know, how, and now they're off doing yeah. amazing things. Yeah. They took challenges yeah. and they kind of broke through their comfort zone yeah, to sure. do yeah. whatever ma- they might have been on the fence about, right. or they're now doing it. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, one of my attendees is now actually working with Sally Rogerson yeah. um, at her That's new awesome. academy. So yeah. just, awesome. it's been fun yeah. watching them yeah. really dive into um, something that maybe they would not have yeah. dove into before. Right. Yeah, I'm really enjoying sitting, kind of listening to this and just sitting back more mm-hmm. as an attendee and listening to you. But And, you know, anybody that knows me well, I mean, John knows me well, right? So, <laughs> so where am I at 6 o'clock? Why do you not call me at 6 o'clock on any weekday? Because you're at yoga at 6 o'clock. And, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes. And so, like, th- this is a subject that I didn't even know that we were going to be having this discussion when we sat down. I had I had followed your page a while back. I probably unfollowed when, you know how you go through your yeah. followers, you know, people you're following every now and then, like, okay, I don't really know this person, I don't mm-hmm. really, you know, um, and then when I just re-looked at it, I mean, I knew exactly, I'd seen, you know, your postings come through, and um, we talk a lot, when I say we, I mean the industry, yeah. we talk a lot about the the what to do, mm-hmm. you know, do this, this will make you sick. But there's a piece of it, and I learned this in corporate, you know, um, running education teams in corporate, what I learned was many of my conversations with the educators would be more about start saying no rather mm-hmm. than start rather than how many things can you say yes, yes to. to. Mm-hmm. Right. It was more about um, how many things to say no to. And right. Amber Screepak, who we just interviewed yep. recently um, on a podcast, uh, I was a technical director before she she was right, mm-hmm. and she was one of the busiest educators inside of that world. Um, she was the busiest educator inside that world. Maybe mm-hmm. her and George Alderetti, probably neck and neck. Sure. Um, and I was constant. The conversation I was constantly having with Amber was, Amber, book your vacation. Stop saying yes to everything. Slow down. And she was caught. And she admittedly would say this. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm sure she'll enjoy hearing this again. She was caught in this cycle of I have to say yes to everything. I have to do this. And we build this momentum on top of Mm -hmm. ourselves. And the only thing that can happen to a hairdresser Mm -hmm. that says yes to every client, Mm -hmm. and yes, I'll squeeze you in, Mm -hmm. and yes, I'll stay late, and yes, I'll work on a Saturday, Mm -hmm. and yes, I'll blah, 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 blah. The only thing that can happen for them good Mm -hmm. is they're going to break down. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that's going to happen. And most of us, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, another part of hairdressing that's that's a part of our culture is eating. Right, yeah. so mm-hmm. we as hairdressers all like with, to the eat. Theory we've had all week: you're the the <laughs> one greatest human superpower. Right. Yeah. Which my so I have this theory this week that I'm kicking around. John yeah. and I always have these theories, right? Some so, of them are absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. Ludicrous. Right. Ludicrous. Yeah. But I, I theorized the other morning <laughs> that the greatest human superpower, the thing that makes us probably the strongest that we could be, is the ability to resist the compulsion to take an action the, the ability restraint, to go I think is the restraint word is yes. the word I use just to go is a superpower I'm either like I'm not going to do that that's not good for me mm. it's not mm. I shouldn't I that. pick that piece of food up mm-hmm. I shouldn't pick this relationship up I shouldn't say yes to this mm-hmm. um, 
I and need, it's a muscle. It's yeah. a muscle. You have to practice. Yeah. You know what? Let's, uh, we're going to go, this is going to go way up. We're going to get weird? We're going to get oh, weird. Oh, yeah. Let's get weird. Yeah. Let's get weird. <laughs> so we've been talking to some old school hairdressers. Yeah. Right? We talked to Tim. Yeah. Right? We talked to Sally. Yeah. And I mean old school with respect. Yeah. Because I want to be that good. Right. Right? Um, who did everything. Right. Right? Worked their butts off. Yeah. Tim said they cut hair in a pub. Yeah. I remember cutting hair in a bar. Yeah. You know, just did it. You I know, was just it, drunk the whole time. <laughs> yeah, what? Probably did some, some of your best work ever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, there is this idea that you want to get involved, get your hands in. You're going to do it for free. You're going to volunteer. You're going to watch. Hustle. You're going to hustle. Right. Hustle right? is the idea. We're big fans of Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. You know, hustle, 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 hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the other side of that equation, we're hearing, and rightly so, you can't say yes to everything. No. you got to practice restraint. Yep. You're going to burn yourself out, especially by the time you're, you know, 30, right? Because, you know, that's not that yep. far away for one of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but how do you, so there's the dilemma, yeah. right? So, right. so, you know what? I'm yeah. going to let you talk about yeah. this. Yeah. Because from here on, want to hear us talk. No, aside from that, from here on, I have no yeah, idea what to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've got. So, make, make me look good. Make, me, yeah, make yeah. me look really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Make, yeah. Make no, this is actually. Teach us balance. <laughs> Teach us balance over here. Balance. That's actually what I'm getting into. So, this is actually a huge chunk of the workshop that I teach, and it's. So I love Gary Vee. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins. Yep. I just oh, went yeah. to his. I, I, I went to uh, Fiji oh, years ago oh. and did the seven day. Oh, yours was way, yeah, in a way yeah, cooler yeah, spot than mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, so I saw t- Tony last year. But I want to go to India, so you've got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I love the go-getter, the 10X rule, Grant yeah. Cardone, come right. in early, yeah, right, stay yeah, late. Right. And there is a space for that. Yeah. And I, I think that there is such a need for that. But here's where it comes into balance, and I love energy, I love quantum physics, um, and I'll get a little uh, woo, but real quick, I'm not going to go too crazy. Oh, no, do it. Um, okay, <laughs> cool, thank you. Uh, masculine and feminine energy, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. two... That's a big, and Tony's huge on Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. when they are in balance, yeah. in the harmonization of the two, yeah. mm-hmm. that is where success yeah. lies. Mm-hmm. And you... So yes, yeah. say yes, but mm-hmm. equally yeah. say no. Yeah. So you have to keep the two in balance. And so feminine energy is receiving. Yeah. Masculine energy is giving. Mm-hmm. And if you think about nature, I and I'm not giver. talking about yeah. gender roles, I'm not talking about, you know, anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just simply talking about in in the biology. Energy. Right. Yeah, yeah. The, the masculine typically is the giver yeah. and the feminine is usually the receiver. Yeah. And again, not gender roles, no, but just that's how it is. In I nature. wish you would have told some of my ex-girlfriends that because I, <laughs> I was <laughs> Maybe yeah. I know we said we're gonna get weird. That was a little bit more than I think I was bargaining for. Yeah. And again, like I was saying, no gender roles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but just yeah. energetically. And so I think no matter what sex you are Uh or, you know, what you identify as, I think that we're talking specifically energetically. Mm. And balancing your energy. Balancing the feminine and the masculine. Mm. And so remembering when to give, Mm. which is work, 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 give that energy. Mm. And when to 
surrender and receive. Yeah. You know, let someone give to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you fill your cup? Yeah. When mm-hmm. do you say no? When do you yeah. pull back? When do you retreat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when... And that, again, comes with experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you totally. get to a certain and point And everybody has a different level of tolerance on yeah. that. Yeah, and some people yeah. don't get to or find mm-hmm. that balance. Yeah. And in the so I really work with people yeah. to create boundaries, yeah. to know when you're finding the signs yeah. that of burnout yeah. and predicting them and knowing when it's going to happen before yeah. it happens so that yeah. you know when to pull back mm-hmm. and refill your yeah. cup. Show me a miserable person who's burnt out. And I'll show you somebody who hasn't been, and the we talked about this earlier, mm-hmm. um, hasn't been able to listen to themselves or be true to themselves in the way of they've they've pushed themselves so far to doing things that they wish they wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. It's like God, I wish I would have just planned this differently. Mm-hmm. Right. And now they've gotten so used to operating in that space that they're they're literally burnt to a crisp, mm-hmm. and they have no idea it's happening. Yeah. And it's you know you were talking about beliefs earlier. Um, you know, and we just met, so you don't know. I wrote a book called Shop Talk, which mm-hmm. is what this thing is named after. Um, and the um, the first part of that book is about the uh, is about beliefs. And I talk with students. Lately, I get to talk with students every now and again mm-hmm. at the school. Right. And I've realized I've started to I'm starting to pull back on going so 90 miles an hour with that talk with students because I've realized unless you've had for some people, a couple of, like, uh, breakdowns, it's really hard to have that breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Like, until you've had the problem of, oh, my God, I'm so burnt out, Mm -hmm. all you can really think in the beginning of your career is, I can't wait to get that busy. Mm -hmm. Right? I can't wait to get that busy. So I can't explain to you the set of beliefs or ideas Mm -hmm. around building a boundary and saying no. If you Mm -hmm. haven't had the line crossed enough times yet to where your toes are starting you know somebody stepped on your toes a few times Mm -hmm. and so it's such a like it seems like it's an esoteric subject but the reality is with experience some people take those warning signs Mm -hmm. like oh my god my shoulders are killing me my legs are killing me and instead of doing something good for themselves they go home and they Mm self-medicate you know and then nothing wrong with I mean we all do what we do right that's not a, a passing judgment but instead, what I should have done was made a choice to do something that looks a little less culturally cool, mm-hmm. but that's a little bit more, it kind of fills my cup. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I use that same language. Actually, recently, I was hitting back and forth with one of the co-founders of the business of Balayage, um, and she had done a post about how do you fill your cup, and I had kind of talked about, you know, um, I, I know I know sometimes if I'm not feeling fulfilled, uh, maybe it's time for me to get more involved. Mm-hmm. And if I'm really involved and I'm not feeling fulfilled, maybe it's time for me to go back to the reservoir mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. refill. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that's not professionally cool to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, m- most people don't know how to coach to it because it's more personal development rather sure. than professional development. But at the end of the day, here's the deal this thing is a marathon. Like, mm-hmm. I'm already, and I know you're gonna say, I look young. I get it. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you both are babies. But I'm already 30 years into the industry. Mm-hmm. Right? You look young. I look young. Except <laughs> for, <laughs> right? Yeah. Unless you saw me in person. But here's the reality. 30 years, I can tell you sitting here, I've at least got another, I mean, unless I get hit by a truck, 25 years left mm-hmm. without even, without, without a blink. 
So when you're 20, you don't even know that you could be 50 years, if you fall in love with it, and if you like want to do it, you mm -hmm. could be 50 years inside of this thing. So you better like start to take some of this stuff seriously. I can't wait to go on one of your retreats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I also think as well that, and that's why I kind of incorporate so many different components right. because I don't think it's just like it's knowing when to sit. It's not, not magic You kind of have right. to touch on all of these topics yeah. because right. I also think talking about beliefs, mm -hmm. it's also about negative beliefs yeah. and limiting beliefs yeah. because a lot of hairdressers, mm -hmm. A, don't charge enough, yeah. right? So they're yeah. doing like... $12 haircuts yeah. and do, have to do 50 of them yeah. a day in yeah. order to make any sort of income, yeah. but that's because they don't know that they're worth more. Yeah. Well, they don't even know it's a thing, right? Right. And so that's what I also break through. Or, you know, I, Let's I also... Let's talk about that for a little bit if we could. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So here's the thing. We're talking about limiting beliefs, right? How long is your retreat, generally speaking? How long do you go away for? It's about seven days. All right. So we're gone for a week, right? We realize that limiting beliefs are keeping us from doing things. Uh, um, how do you get people, uh, I'm trying to formulate the question mm -hmm. as I'm yeah, saying it, yeah, coming out of my it. mouth, um, how do you get people, how do you help people to see to see what their limiting beliefs are, mm -hmm. right? And maybe it's easy to intellectualize them, oh, I'm, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I'm going to change. Because here's yeah, the thing, I think right, we all talk right. about changing. I've been talking about going to the gym now for a couple of years, <laughs> and I still have been gone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How, how does that work? Like, to walk me through the process, and I realize we don't have a week, right? Right, right, right. But walk me through the process for people. How do you how do you recognize what your limiting beliefs are, and how do you get to the point that you now overcome them, and you no longer have them hold you back? How does that happen? So I think the very first step is becoming aware. Mm -hmm. So I, I just get people to be aware that there's this inner dialogue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just have all these thoughts mm -hmm. and they don't think twice about it. Yeah. They don't even know they have limiting beliefs. Right. And so the first thing is I just let people know, yeah. hey, you've got an inner dialogue in your head. You've mm -hmm. talked to yourself and you're not crazy. Yeah. You're human. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's normal. So one is just allowing them to, to just bring their attention to it. And mm -hmm. then they start paying attention. Sure. Um, and then we, we go over them mm -hmm. and I say like, what are some goals that you want? Right. And you know, they'll say, Oh, I want to be the owner of a salon. Okay. Well, why don't you? And then boom, they just start coming out. Oh, right. well it's too much money or, mm -hmm. Oh, I don't, I could never do that. I don't have enough experience. Boom, boom, boom. All limiting beliefs. Sure. Every reason that you just said yeah. is bullshit because you know mm -hmm. that you could own a salon. There's mm -hmm. no reason why you are any different than yeah. anybody else. Mm -hmm. yeah. So all of those limitations and glass ceiling, you're your own blockage you're standing yeah. in your own way there's yeah. no other so taking responsibility um and then kind of like what chris said is it's that breaking point so i just let them be aware of it mm -hmm. and then let release the control because yeah. i want to control when they're going to have the breakthrough when yeah. they create the change but it's really just when they want to change when yeah. they've crossed the line and yeah. they've had their toe stepped on like he said mm -hmm. too many times they're like I'm done. I'm sick of feeling this way. Yeah. Now I know that there's this inner dialogue. I'm going to start changing it. That's a and level of confidence, right? I think it's a, a level of awareness. All right. That so, the, if you hear that, that voice enough times yep. saying that you can't do something, one day you're going to wake up and say, no, I'm screw that. that. I am yeah. going to do it. And that's that right. change. And so... I guess I want to know more about that. And I guess, you know, I'm probably deep in, 
digging deeper than... Okay, how about this? How do we go from... And I'm asking because yeah. there are people online who want to hear this, right? right? Yeah. How do I you want go, to know how it came in you, because yeah, it might, exactly. you might be able right. to How does you go from awareness okay, right. to so confidence the to next act? step that we do is... Yeah. Uh, the first step is becoming aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so one of my activities is... Um, and I, I, I cannot take yeah, credit for this. I, yeah. t- I borrowed it from None somebody else, but it's... Um, yeah. I call it F off Becky. Yeah. So, okay. because here's the thing, these negative beliefs are never going to go away. Right. That's the thing. I think people are just they assume, get like, oh, I'm going right. to, yeah, we just turn the they volume get quieter. down. Yeah. And so what I have everyone do is I like, have them create an alter ego. Yeah. And this helped me. Mm-hmm. Be- and so I named mine Becky. Yeah. And when I hear Becky saying, oh, I can't do that, yeah. or I, there's no way I can and it yeah. can, doesn't even have to be in the industry. Right. Maybe it's just like my personal sure. appearance, yeah. or yeah. you know, something that I can eat, oh, or going to the gym, the right? Like going to the this gym. This is always, always. With this us, is right? this inner dialogue yeah. that yeah. never leaves us. Yeah. But I created an alter ego. I called her Becky, and when I think she's saying something that's BS, I just say "f off," yeah. and I'm just like, and I immediately turn the voice down, and I flip whatever I'm saying yeah. around, and I say the opposite. Yeah. So sure. again, we do this in the workshop where. I say, okay, why do you want to be that salon owner? Or why can't you be that salon owner? What's stopping you? They come up with all the reasons. And then we turn the page and we rewrite them. So we flip it and reverse it. So if you say, I don't have enough money, then we say... I will find a way to get enough money mm-hmm. to open a salon. Yeah. And I and we start and then I say now put that in a place mm-hmm. and repeat it daily. Yeah. And so it's about daily rituals as sure. well. Tony Robbins yeah, talks yeah, about yeah, that yeah. all the time. Uh, but and lots of people do, right? right. So he's not, he, no, he's he not didn't even create the one who made it. He didn't create up, the right? wheel. Yeah, but so, these are the yeah. things where we start implement, yeah. implementing little yeah. changes every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And so being aware, yeah. flipping it and reversing it, mm-hmm. turning the noise or the volume down on it and yeah. then really after awareness and just kind of practicing sure. it over and over, you start to, like you were saying, mm-hmm. the restraint. You yeah. now stop believing them. Even right. if they come up, you don't yeah. have to believe in right. them or give them that energy. Yeah. Right. But it's the awareness that they're there mm-hmm. in order to now restrain yeah. mm-hmm. and go for the banana instead yeah. of, you know, the cookie. Sure. I have I'm a trying good to, friend. I'm go. trying to think of the name of my, what I'm going to name my alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you thinking, think? Right? Anything coming up? <laughs> you know, there's a couple, but then you'd have to know the backstory. I was going to say, it's like an ex. Yeah. Is it like. <laughs> I'll tell you. Is it an old teacher that pissed you off? <laughs> I got a couple of F bombs in the back of my head that I want to save for later. You know? I've seen you. You know what? There's going to have to be a theory, yeah. a theory discussion about there's this. There's going to have to be. There's yeah. going to have to be. And, and you might, you have more more than just one because I've seen you in beast mode, you know, ice yeah, cream you mode. I mean, Let's name the ice cream alter ego. How about that? Well, that's my. Yeah. You know what? That's my favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite person. Um, Where's John? He's buying ice cream over Publix. Yeah. You know, I, I'll tell you, we're 34 minutes into this discussion. You I'm, know what? This is really sad. Yeah. We're, we could be here I for could, a We really could be here for a long time. <laughs> because not only is this interesting, right. but I think this has some parallels for, for you and your uh, life, Oh, well, this right? is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was actually thinking yeah. a few minutes we're ago. We're going to have to like, do like well, a I've volume. Never met the fee- I've never met I might a female version of me before. I was like, going to say, is, I may, know, uh, there's no more room left for me right, in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, no, no. There 100% is. Um, uh, but, it, you know, so I wanted to I wanted to kind of, number one, um, why don't we do this? Because yeah. we've talked about some really interesting stuff. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I think if, you're, if you've listened this long, it's only because you've made some connection around the fact that, you know, hey, I'm interested in this. Wow, well-being, mm-hmm. this is a thing. This is way different than a, you know, Typical business hairdresser for or business seminar for hairdressers, right? Sure. So, 
Um, when when do the what are the retreats called again? Well, we're gonna do a shameless plug. Yeah, let's, let's do, do a shameless, plug. shameless plug. Yeah, shameless. so tell yeah. us about your retreats. When do they happen? How do we get a hold of you? Right. So talk a little bit about the retreat itself. Give us a little yeah. mini commercial, if you will. Um, the retreats are about well, I have different <clears throat> retreats. Okay. So I have okay. um kind of day retreats. Do you have anything coming up or what's as of right now, we are doing Bali next year right. for 2020. So that'll be a week-long retreat in Bali. Mm-hmm. Um, the dates are not finalized, but it's going to be in the spring of okay. 2020. And obviously, you're planning this a year out. So conceptually speaking, um, what what could somebody expect in a retreat like that? If since you have, since you do different ones, that's the so whole. that'll be similar. They're all they all have very similar curriculum. They will always include wellness adventure. Yeah personal growth, and business development. So the curriculum doesn't change too much. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the location and the adventure changes. Um, And they kind of adapt a little bit as I adapt and the business adapts and the the, um, company. But it's Soul Dresser Retreats. Yeah, Um, website. SoulDresserRetreats.com. And on Instagram. Same, Soul Dresser Dresser Retreats. Retreats. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, And you can find me on any social media platform on Facebook, yes. Instagram, and it's yep. all the same, yep. Soul Dresser Retreats. Yep. Um, awesome. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yep. So, yep. I got a question. So, yep. one of the things that I think Chris and I, um, you know, one of the impetuses for starting our podcast is watching industry change, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this has less to do, I think, particularly with you, although I may be wrong, right? Where a lot of education has gone from manufacturer to independence. We're here at an independent mm-hmm. event, you know, the Thrive Sessions. We also Seattle. host an independent education we have company. A, yeah, yeah. We have an independent uh, company as well. Talk a little bit about that in, you know, the change that you see or what, just what stands out to you as you watch the industry change and move more toward this independent um, you know, lifestyle, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah, so like, I see... Like, what are the little buttons for you that you go, ooh? Yeah, I see three different things happening. Yeah, I see, like you said, the, the industry going more independent. Yeah. Uh, stylists breaking away from big brands mm-hmm. and creating their own entrepreneurial mm-hmm. endeavors. And I also see more women mm-hmm. in the industry coming up. I mm-hmm. think uh, not to, you know, create any ruckus or ruffle mm-hmm. any feathers but it was a man's industry mm-hmm. but well, predominantly women but mm-hmm. people at the top were right. always men so mm-hmm. I'm starting to see women mm-hmm. um, hold some ranks yeah. and build some brands right. and do very well mm-hmm. um, high in education mm-hmm. and so I would like to see a little bit more females in corporate sure. um, positions but it's happening slowly and yeah. it's been really yeah. fun to watch yeah. um, and then I see this organic and conscious mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. uh, development in our industry. So brands going more cleaner, more yeah. organic. Yeah. I mean, Pulp Riot's here, and they're completely vegan. Yeah. Um, and so just watching this conscious awareness, yeah. not only in ingredients and yeah. and products, but right. also an organic, holistic um, conscious, spiritual kind of approach to hairdressing. Yeah. I'm watching like a lot of intuitive cutting or you know wellness haircuts and kind of now I'm seeing Reiki in the salons and energy and yoga on your page yeah and other salons so I you know it's been really fun (laughs) watching hairdressers become more um just conscious and aware Aware. of Mm -hmm. not only themselves and Mm -hmm. energy and uh their but also the 
environment. Mm -hmm. So those are the things I'm starting to see change, which is all positive and really, really exciting to watch. And I'm so glad that I'm in our industry at at this this moment. Yeah. Yeah, 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 same, same. Um, so, well, I'll tell you, we've covered a lot. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna to wrap need this a up. Notebook. Yeah, what we typically we do. Should we break out the yoga mat? Right. And, you know, what, oh, you who? didn't bring one. I yeah. got one. Here we go. Chris well, has got one. Yeah, probably not untrue. What we what we typically do is just kind of like, is there anything you feel like we left on the table? Anything you want to say Goodness, to a new person coming gracious. into the industry or some, you know, um, your target audience? Just kind of. No, stay. Yeah. I think just stay authentic to yourself. Yeah. Try not to be anybody else. Yeah. Um, you know, your mother shows up a lot everywhere. in a podcast. Yeah, she does. His mother told him the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And every time we talk to somebody, his mother shows yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Well, I'll tell the story since you since you I did bring it, it up. This, yeah. Now this is really long. So if you're, sitting, <laughs> if you're sitting in your car, I apologize. But it's a really good story because so you know about a month before my mom died, we had one of those conversations where you know it was. Uh, we knew it was coming, blah, blah, blah. So we, we had enough time to talk. And, um, you know, it, she was an amazing woman. You know, I mean, and not amazing because she was the CEO of a company. You know, she didn't do anything like that. But amazing because she raised seven kids. Mm-hmm. She gave us, you know, nearly everything we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, did it without ever asking anything from anybody. It was mm-hmm. it was incredible. So I was, we were having one of those discussions where I said to her, you know, like, how do I you know, do this once you're gone. You know, I'm like 36 mm-hmm. years old at the time. And, right. you know, it was, it, it, was, it just kind of came out in conversation. And <laughs> she, just, she, you know, I'm, I'm expecting this, you know, long drawn out or something. Grandiose statement. Yeah, and she yeah. just said, she sat for a second quietly, and then she looked at me and she said, you just have to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, you know, since that time, I'm 45 now, you know, so then since that time, I've had nine years to reflect on what she could have possibly meant. Right. Um, And in looking back, it meant almost changing everything I'd ever done. Mm -hmm. Because up until that point, I really operated through the lens of what other people expect from me to Mm do, you know? So, like, I realized a lot of what I was doing in the salon, you know, Mm -hmm. that I'd owned a salon five years longer than I even wanted to Mm -hmm. because other people, oh man, yeah, they're not going to this or where are they going to work? And it was like, none of that was true. It was like, you know, I, within, within a year and a half, I'd sold the salon. I was, you know, I was working with a different, it was like all this stuff. And so that one little nugget that you just shared, Mm -hmm. if you're listening, what I would say is, don't take that as a surface level be true to yourself mm-hmm. because people can say that. Well, it's so cliche. Yeah, it's yeah. super cliche. But like when you can really look at that under a light for a long time mm-hmm. in some quiet space. I was just going to say meditation. From, so we right? teach a huge, like a lot yeah. of meditation yeah. and mm-hmm. that yeah. is for that purpose yeah. because once you quiet the noise around you, you're yeah. able to hear. Exactly. So I'm a big fan of Eckhart Tolle yeah. Yeah. and he wrote The Power, yeah. the power of Now. Yeah. But he yeah. says... And um, you can take this however you want, but he says, um, uh, stillness is the language in which God speaks. Mm -hmm. And whether, whatever G-O-D means to you, it's just that, in stillness is when we hear our deepest truths. And so when we can quiet the noise and not live our life for other people or what other people have told us to do or believe Mm -hmm. that we should be doing or how to make money, um, we, if once we quiet all that down mm. and listen to what our heart wants yep, and what right. our mind wants and what we're really good at, then we're being authentic to ourselves. Yeah. And, and you know, awesome. if there's one thing about our industry, and I love this industry, 
we're not a still industry, are we? No. Yeah. So when you're trying to listen to that stillness, it's almost like the, our industry, which I adore, and I know you do, yeah. and, and I know mm -hmm. you do because you're obviously trying to help people mm -hmm. through um, the avenues that you've created. We're not a still industry. It's probably <laughs> really hard to hear that voice, mm -hmm. right? Because it's it's not how this industry works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. John, give us some closing thoughts. You know, I'm. Uh, I'm just so excited. You know, I'm going to just say I'm grateful today. And I'm mm. grateful because we it's have my a, favorite word. Is it? Mm -hmm. That was one of my... That's John, my that's, that was John's superpower That's, that's my superpower um, theory. We'll talk about this later. Um, <laughs> podcast number yeah, podcast 175. Number, you know, 75. <laughs> but we got to meet with Mr. Tim Hartley this morning, which was amazing. Yeah. And there's, there's a couple of phrases he put in my head that I can't get out. Mm -hmm. um, this was a blessing because yeah. this, is a, this was a great surprise. Yeah. I mean, I was excited for this podcast with you. But it's you know it's touched in some deeper topics that I didn't think I didn't know we're going to be yeah. in. So <laughs> right. thank you. Know we're I'm grateful this for this time with you. Yeah, well, thank fantastic. you. Fantastic. I I mean this came. We, yeah. <laughs> this I wasn't expecting yeah. this. I came yeah. to Thrive. I thought oh I'll yeah. hang yeah. out you yeah. know take some classes yeah. and yeah. so. I'm completely honored, so yeah. thank you guys. Um, and then a uh, shout out to your mom because she was definitely oh, she was here amazing. with us. Yeah. So thanks, Rita. Yeah. So um, the gratitude part, yeah. you know, because I believe the gratitude is a superpower. So yeah. here's an opportunity. If you like what you heard today, yeah. If you want to show your gratitude, okay, <laughs> here's what you need to do. You need Give us a wicked, wicked good, good review. Five star review. Five, five stars. Five what stars. does that mean in French? It means wicked. Wicked. And for those of you, you know, from you know. Middle America, who maybe not speak any French. That means five stars. <laughs> five stars. Yeah. That's the way we like it. So um, also, if you're an Instagrammer, please follow us on Instagram. You can find us or connect with us mm -hmm. at 124.go on Instagram. And uh, we've been sprinkling some content on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we got... A website uh, coming up. Website coming up. So on YouTube, it's 124Go Salon Education. Yeah. 124Go is all one word compiled together. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, yeah, we'll be launching our website within the within the next couple of weeks. We're shooting for first week of April. I, we think it might happen. www.124go.com. Yeah. Love it. So, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. Hope you, uh, I'm sure you got some great nuggets out of this. Uh, this is probably one you're going to want to listen to again. So, anyway, thanks. And until next time, bye, everybody. Bye.